What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Casey and Michelle, and we are discussing episode 19 of the 11th season of The Walking Dead. The title of this episode is Variants. And we've been hearing about them all of the, pro- you know, and all the promos for the back half of the final season. We've been hearing about it. We've been talking about it. The variant walkers are here. I don't know why people are making it seem like we've never seen these variant walkers before, but it's okay. It's, it's a decade down the line, a decade and some change down the line. So, okay, we want to act like this is new. That's fine. I mean, obviously some people haven't seen it. So, um, yeah, this episode was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was also uh, kind of sort of heartbreaking with certain things but um before we move on we're just gonna put this disclaimer casey is actually on the road right now she found out earlier this afternoon that she has to relocate from one side of the state to the other side of the state to you know uh complete a work task so she may be in and out of this video but um i think she's gonna try to stay in for as long as she can because she was like she can't miss an episode, so I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I know. And then we we we've we've fallen kind of behind. You know, we've been just a little bit busy the last few just weeks. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, I've been a lot busy. I'm not gonna lie. I, I took a I took a mental health vacation and went to Florida, and then I went on a cruise, and then we came back. And we did the camp, which we will talk about in another episode. But we did a um, the camp is a walking dead uh, meet and greet fan event that uh, Casey and I went to for the first time in May. Michelle joined us this time. We had an amazing time, but we're going to talk about that more in depth on another episode. And then this past weekend, Michelle and I, along with Mike and Anthony, went to Conjuration, which is another convention here in Atlanta. It's a small magical themed convention. Um, We all participated in that. Anthony and I did several panels and Mike and Michelle joined me for the Outlander panel. So we had a lot of fun with that. We're going to talk about that too. But yeah, we've been busy. We've been busy. So we're sitting here like it's November 7th now. I'm like, um, we still have five episodes to talk about before the finale next weekend y'all y'all like we just watched like michelle and i watched episode 23 yesterday i watched it last night michelle watched it today casey is gonna watch it as soon as she gets settled but um we're already on episode 23 at least for those of us with amc plus (sighs) I can't believe it's almost the end. I just, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of. I know. I can't believe it. I'm feeling some kind of way. But the good thing is, Casey and I finally, <laughs> finally, finally got information about the finale event next Sunday in LA. We are going. I mean, we'll we had already. Yeah, we we had already. Is it next Sunday or you have two weeks? Uh, we got two weeks. No, you got two weeks. Oh, okay. So yes, not next Sunday. Slow the down. The twentieth. Okay. I'm. I'm okay. Trying you to got rush two to weeks. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to rush to get there. 
But um, yeah, so we had decided we were just going to go ahead and buy our tickets and just hope for the best because they hadn't released any information. And um, it literally has gotten to a point where it was just, it has become like a running joke on Twitter. Everybody comments on something that The Walking Dead or Talking Dead posts. And they're like, yeah, da-da-da-da-da. By the way, what's what's the word on the tickets for the finale event? So it become a joke. And a lot of us who are mutual friends on Twitter, we had been kind of paying attention. And then while I was taking my uh, test for class last night, my phone kept going off and I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do anything while I'm, I'm doing this test. And then I looked and one of my mutuals was like, Hey, Hanukkah, have you seen this? And it was the link. And I was like, Oh my God, is this it? Is this it? And then I find out that apparently what happened was AMC sent the emails to sign up to certain AMC plus subscribers. Well, they didn't send them to all of us because I was one of the people who did not get an email. So I'm a little oh, perturbed yeah. about that, but that's okay. My folks was looking out for me and I'm going right. and I went on ahead and got Casey a ticket too, but she also signed up too, just in case. So I'm like, okay, we're right. we going to make sure we're in there. So anyway, right. all that to say, we've been hella busy the last few weeks, which is why we're only doing <laughs> episode 20 so. right now. <laughs> but that's okay. We're, we're, we're going to get caught up before the finale. Yes, I think we, we are. We have to because so much has been going on that yeah, we got to talk about it. But come on, let's let's get into this variant episode. Where do we want to start? Let's start at the top because at the end of the last episode, we were rejoicing because of the death of Sebastian Milton by a walker. <laughs> so glorious. While so everyone glorious. watched. While everyone Help just me. stood there watching. Help me. Help me. And they were. They all was like, nah. No. <laughs> nah, but then this is the thing that made me mad. So at the beginning of the episode, you have, you know, you have the crowd that's kind of running around screaming because there's been walkers unleashed in the um, episode. And I think there may have still been one or two of alive at the end of the last episode. So people are running around, they're screaming. Eugene and Max are trying to run away. And as the, you know, as the crowd, like everybody's going in different directions and somebody bumps into Max and she and Eugene lose each other. You hear her calling for him, Eugene, Eugene, but you can't see her and he can't find her and he starts to panic. Then this one woman walks past and she's got on the same color sweater as Max, got kind of sort of the same haircut from the back. But when she when he turns her around, it's definitely not Max. But this is the thing that pissed me off. You gonna point at him and be like, "It's you. You're the one that killed Sebastian." Technically speaking, all y'all motherfuckers killed Sebastian because nobody you. stepped up to help. Right. No one. How you not just gonna call out this one dude? Like everybody could have been scot free at that because nobody knew who did what. Right. I was so upset about that. So yeah, I was like, you you could have just let this man go on by his business and run just like everybody else was doing. But no, you have to open your mouth and be loud. It's you. You were the one who killed Sebastian. Patty. I was really, <laughs> I was really wishing Daryl would have smacked her. When he when he showed up to, you know, kind of usher Eugene away, 
Like, really, bitch, you could have just kept that to yourself. But that's okay. Eugenia but I'm also Turner. over the I'm also over the everybody got the same wig with the same outfit. Uh, I don't know who nobody is from behind. Oh, I did not realize she was not my girlfriend. Yeah. They, ain't got they have the same wig shop now. That's it. That's they it, can now. only get five wigs a year. I mean... <laughs> You are in the Commonwealth, unless they're right. outsourcing that kind of thing. You know, I don't know if Lance has a wig shop over there near the poppy Ooh. farm, but <laughs> yeah, you know, we, might, we... they might be harvesting hair from walkers. <laughs> yep, that is the way to go. Have you seen some of the hair on those walkers? No, no, but you yeah, just but have to shampoo no, it, yeah, condition it, right, and get it all right. Put it on the track. There's only so much that shampoo and conditioner can do. <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm saying they put it in mean, a big old vat and they just let it let it let it go. That's that's disgusting. <laughs> I would like to know the answer of that question. Like, where are they getting the wigs? I mean, I guess wigs would probably be plentiful because unless you are Lucille. Or someone who was in her position, you're not really scavenging for wigs in the zombie apocalypse. So I'm pretty sure, just like Negan found himself another leather jacket when he tried to go back to uh, sanctuary, there might be some wigs out there untouched because who's gonna mess with a wig? Why? You can't eat it, you can't do anything mm -hmm. with it. So there probably are wigs of plenty around. I agree with that. I but mean, it's the fact limited. that you have the same type. And you have on, like you said, the same color outfit so that somebody can't tell who you are from behind. Mm -hmm. Because I knew that wasn't Max. And I knew that was the shot that they were taking. Like, oh, okay, he's going to go up to her thinking she's Max and it's not going to be Max. But she she could have been. Because all you saw was the hair and the color of the shirt. You know, I wasn't paying attention. But we all know. We all in, know, yes. In the crowd land. Oh, it, I, I lost you in the crowd. And wait, somebody got on your outfit, girl? Okay. Oh, we was matching today. Twinsies. Yeah, no. I don't think she was paying attention to any of that. She was trying to make sure Sebastian's ass was put on blast. So, I mean, you you when, when you're focused like that, you don't think about, oh, huh, are we going to be in the next edition of Who Wore Better? No, you're not thinking about that. Yeah. Um, right, and the boutiques only better. right, and the boutiques only have a certain amount. So you know, all you have is the same sweat and the same color. That's all they can grab from the local Target, <laughs> <laughs> which has probably been picked over very well <laughs> in the ensuing years since the start of the zombie yes. apocalypse. Anyway, I guess my my unbelievability about that is. If she was in such a panic to find Eugene, she wouldn't have walked and ended up in front of him. You know what I'm right. saying? But of right. course, I, we, we got to think about stay it. Stay behind me. Right. Mm -hmm. But you just, I mean, we're looking at this from a, an objective point of view because we're outside of the situation. Eugene is smack dab in the middle. You know, they just right. basically started a panic. He was um, un involuntarily the you know the antagonist for Sebastian 
Sebastian is dead now because of him, not because he did it, it did it on purpose. He was trying to save Max. And then now right. this person that you were trying to save, you can't even find her because the crowd is has lost their mind. You know, as we mentioned in the last episode, 200, 300 people don't know how to handle eight walkers. They so <laughs> soft. Soft as hell. Cushiony so, soft. So Eugene is not in the greatest frame of mind right now. So I can kind of understand him just kind of grasping onto whatever straw because as we see what happens daryl finds him and he's like yo dude we got to get you out of here and he's like no i can't leave without max daryl is like they are looking for you bring your ass on so daryl said fuck that girl <laughs> i mean i don't think he was quite in that mindset i mean we we know daryl kind of has a little romantic interest himself so i think he could kind of sympathize with eugene but yeah i think he was like okay you know what we'll worry about her later they're not gonna kill her they will kill you yeah you know again the hell on right but again daryl is kind of removed from that situation because that didn't directly involve him you know Mm -hmm. he can sit there and look at like dude hold up we're the outsiders you're the outsider she Mm -hmm. is one of them she and not only that, she's Mercer's sister. Mercer's not gonna let anybody do anything to his sister, no matter what kind of wrong she's done. Like, yeah, you could try to coerce her into signing this false statement saying that, oh yeah, you know, I kind of sort of lost my mind, and that's why I went against Pamela Milton. But physical harm, you really think Mercer gonna let them touch his sister? Hell no. No, hell no, no. hell no. So, Eugene, I just need you to go be safe and let our people do what they do. Because that's what they do. And you know they're going to find her eventually. I mean, Rosita did find her, even though it was too late, you know, because the Commonwealth soldiers were right behind her. So they found her, too. But, you know, I just think at this point, Eugene... You would think with her brother being who he is, they would have a, a, a hide in space. Hey, if something happens, something pop up, go hide here. You like, know, y'all, hell, the, the, the survivors had that and they wasn't even, you know, they had them an exit plan. But that's, like, but that's our people. They're, they're used to that. I mean, think about it. We, right. we joke about this all the time. What happens when our people get to a place? <laughs> that place eventually falls or something happens. So they yeah, have they to always, have kind they of They always be ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Because even if even if it's not something that they caused, again, they can spot the bullshit and they can they can look right. around and tell, okay, you know what, this is not what we're about. We gotta get ready to leave. And I think <clears throat> even though the Commonwealth was kind of that too good to be true vibe, you can tell certain members of the group never really fit in there. I mean, Daryl did because at this point he is the sole provider for Judith and RJ. So he can't be the lone wolf like he's been all these years. Like when Rick died, you know, he just he lived out in the woods and he just kind of did his own thing. He can't do that anymore. Mm-mm. You know, no but, right. But you have to know that he did not think or or that he was not thinking that, oh, this is safe. We can stay. No, Daryl is the type of person who is always going to have an extra plan in mind. Carol is the type of person who is always going to have an exit plan in mind, even if she seemed comfortable and she seemed like she was comfortable. She was 
okay. She was cool, but yeah, she was still was taking to... her notes. Right. She was she still was... taking her mm-hmm. notes mm-hmm. and having the exit plan, having some backup weapons, food. Hmm. Every Carol's right. a survivor. Right. But see, Commonwealth is just became too comfortable. So they wouldn't think about having escape plans or hiding places if something goes down. No, because they've been behind, they've been behind walls mm-hmm. probably since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Most of right. them. So and the and the ones who have been there who, you know, probably got there later, but have been there, they've probably forgotten how to be, you know, kind of like what Carl was scared of when they first got to Alexandria. He was like, I don't want to be soft. These people are soft. Right. I don't want to forget what mm-hmm. we know, you know, and, and I hate to say it. Um, That's kind of how Judith was feeling, though. Remember when she, how sad she was when she had to pick that gun up? Mm-hmm. But she knew mm-hmm. what she had to do. She was trying mm-hmm. to be a normal little kid, but play her baby. records. And... Right. And, and and, and go trick or treating and, and have a friend, yeah, yeah. But now that now that friend looked at her like, man, <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what was that? Our friendship is over, right? But anyway, um, let's let's talk about this this. I guess you want to call it a lockdown because. <sighs> Pamela has basically made it known that the people of Alexandria and uh, what is it? Alexandria Hilltop and I can't remember what the apartment complex. Uh, she said River Riverbend. Riverbend. That's what what they are. She's basically made it known. Oh, okay. These are public enemy number one. Anybody who was friends with Eugene Porter, they need to be brought in for questioning. So of course we see the commonwealth troopers go to rosita's house and they escort her out and as she comes out of her apartment um building then we also see princess and ezekiel also being escorted by soldiers for questioning and mercer sits down to question rosita and it's almost like he doesn't know who she is now i'm gonna say this mercer mercer finna had me on the fence because I understand you have to do your job and I understand your, you know, I, I think I understand his mindset. He's not just thinking about him and his sister. Mm-hmm. We saw it in the last episode. He was like, my job is to keep the Commonwealth safe. So I'm sure he's thinking about all these other people too, but do you, you playing your role a little too good. If, if it's this role, you know, you, you're playing it with Rosita You had to kind of sort of play it with Princess and we'll get into that whole thing later because Mercy and Princess in this episode, I was like, y'all, please stop ripping my heart out of my chest. Quit fighting. Right. (laughs) But anyway, he's questioning Rosita and I just love Rosita because Rosita was like, oh, so we're going to do this? So this is how we're doing this? You're going to act like you don't know. You're going to act like you don't know each other. Oh, okay. So, yep. Where were you on the east end of the square? Were you who were you with by myself? No, you weren't. You with Eugene. That was that was a while back. That was before all the shit happened. He was like, I know where Eugene is gonna go. He's gonna find you because you're family. So, you know, she's like, Well, if I see him, I'll call you. I was like, How you gonna call? <laughs> because as yeah, it says, the, but, but you know, as he says at the beginning of this 
interview, he's listing her stats. Rosita Espinosa, he gives her address, currently unemployed. So they done fire her ass behind this. I'm like, right. that don't work quick. Like, did she even know she was fired before she got to that intake? Before she got to that questioning? Or did no, she know no. she was fired? Did she know she was fired once they knocked on her door and was like, you got to come with us? Like once she said you don't know me and I don't know you, that's what we at. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what that's when she knew okay. she was fired. I don't work there no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my last day. Right, right. How you get fired on your day off? That part. <laughs> that exact part. Cause she had to have been off. She was in the square. She wasn't in uniform. <laughs> right, she was. <laughs> Hell, remember so that time me, she tried to, look at me. Last time, last time she tried to have a day off, he told her go put her goddamn uniform on. She couldn't even get no day off. Well, yeah, but you know that's what that's what happens when when you have a swarm coming to your place. And I still think Pamela had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. But, so mm-hmm. that means Daryl's fired too. Oh, I, <laughs> that's a, Daryl you know Daryl was probably fired. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it. No, because Rosita was still working when all that stuff was going on. But yeah, you know Daryl's probably oh, yeah, fired because of every because Everything of that whole else. Lance bullshit. Yeah. Yep. He went off the first of all, he was first of all, he didn't come to work for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. While Lance was chasing them out in the woods. Mm-hmm. And um I think shooting one of your superiors, supervisors, whatever, I think you know, shooting him in the cheek. Shooting him in the shoulder, stabbing him in the hand. I think that equates to a firing, or at the very least, a a, yeah, resignation. (laughs) Walking (laughs) off the job. Fuck this shit. Yeah, he he said, "I quit." Yeah, his whole chest. He used to set it with his chest. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we we all knew that wasn't gonna last for that for Daryl. No, Daryl was doing that for the kids. So absolutely. Mm-mm. But yeah, so Rosita leaves there and she goes to the church where Daryl is waiting with Eugene. And Eugene is a mess, of course, because he's worried <laughs> about Max. And while Daryl and uh Rosita are talking about the plans, and you know, they're like, Oh yeah, we talked to everybody, we're gonna try to leave it Donna. So I was like, Y'all have this thing planned out. Because remember when um Shira and Calhoun came to Carol's apartment for the kids mm-hmm. and Jerry showed up. She was like, hey, okay, so I need you to do this. Do you still have that attic? I need you to take the kids and get the word to everybody else, blah, blah, blah. And Jerry was like, I'm on it. I was like, you know what? They had a plan. They have a plan. You got to stay with the plans in this world. They know. They have been out there on the streets 14 hard years. They know they have come across other communities Hard. that were good. They have come across other communities that were bad. They know to be prepared. I mean, think about it. Even if they didn't know before, once they got to Alexandria and saw how unprepared they were for all of the perils outside the walls, they would have definitely known in Commonwealth like, oh, yeah, they're a little too comfortable here. Yeah, let's go ahead and have that escape plan. So what we need to do is put a poster up and have all their pictures and say, if you see them in your community, be prepared because it's going down. (laughs) It's the beginning of the end. 
<laughs> if you see them run, you follow. No, if they come no into question. your community, if they come into your community, you see Darren, Rosita, Carol, all them come into your community. We need help. We like to say no to say no. Just say no. No, but see, that's the thing. Because even though, yes, I mean, we make the joke that it always happens when they get there. But it happens when they get there because they're prepared and other people aren't. Well, it happens when they get there because the community is already towards the end and things are going to start happening. It's just that they just I mean, make things happen a little bit faster. Different. I think the Commonwealth was different, but because they seem to be thriving. Um, and just from some of the stuff that Lance had said, you know, in episodes prior, we know that he's networking with someone that we've already had this discussion talked about the fact that it might be the CRM or they might be connected in some way, but he has some kind of outside sources because mm -hmm. all of the stuff that they have in the Commonwealth now, there's no way they obtained all of that just by themselves in this world, especially if you're a, in other surrounding neighborhoods and those places have been scavenged. Like I said, it's been so, it's been between 12 and 14 years since the world ended. How do you have this kind of stuff? You, you have to be trading with somebody else. Somebody else has got to have something that you don't. Mm -hmm. you are, you're don't. definitely trading and you, you're definitely like, I mean, I hate it there when they do the intakes for the people coming in, they do figure out like what's their skills, what their previous skills were. And they basically, those are the jobs you're given. So mm -hmm. you're helping maintain. It's just hard at Hilltop and Alexandria. Everyone is doing different jobs that they're not used to doing mm -hmm. to keep everything, you know, working and flowing. Yeah. And they don't uh, have the resources that the Commonwealth right. has. Yeah. So. So, yeah. But mm, anyway, so they're making plans. And of course, Rosita decides she leaves out to try to ascertain whether or not Max is safe because Eugene is like, OK, I can't leave without her or at least until I know she's safe. So Rosita leaves out to do that. And in the midst of all this, we see, you know, Max has also been brought in for question. Well, not necessarily been brought in for questioning. Like I said, she has this this um, statement that Mercer wants her to sign saying that, you know, she's been she's been under a lot of stress and she hasn't been taking her medications. And I was like, wait, are we in 2022? Like modern day? They're not... This is zombie apocalypse stuff. And she still has to make that kind of bullshit excuse for Pamela Milton. Really? Pamela Milton? Pamela, who couldn't tell that her person was unsatisfied with the way things were going. Your sister was loyal to me for 10 years. I just want to think that she lost her way. No, she opened her eyes. I mean, granted, part of that is because she became friends with the group from the outside who's seen some shit, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> but ain't that kind of like the letter that Lance had Eugene signed talking yes. about he, he was off his medication? Yes, that's a, the excuse. They got a, they got a form letter. <laughs> right. That's the excuse for everything. Right. Oh, I, I was going through have... things and I mm -hmm. forgot my medication. I didn't take my medication. As if people can't make mistakes just on their own. They got to be 
just but you know it has what? to be I rationalized say, right but this is the other thing i would i would question with that the fact that like you said casey it does seem like they have a form letter they have a standard response for when things go wrong because think about it if you think about it they did the same thing to what's his name tyler they did the same thing to him remember oh mm-hmm. yeah released the statement put him in a hospital under surveillance saying that he had a mental breakdown. So I guess for me, it would seem like if all these people are on medication and supposedly they, you know, lost it being off the medication, I want to know how many people do y'all have on medication? I mean, we already know they have access to a poppy field. We know Lance Mm. has been trading with those people for, you know, narcotics, opium, whatever you want to call it. So how many of the people are actually on that stuff because that's what they're supposed to be? And how many, how many are on it because the Commonwealth are trying to control them? That's what that makes me think of. That's a good question though. Yeah, because if your go-to response is always, oh, I was, I was dealing with some things and I, I didn't take my medication. I was off my medication why are so many of your people on medication to the point that when they come off, they're acting out? Are they acting out or are they acting clear-minded? You know, like, oh, you know what? My brain is not foggy now. I can actually think. And, oh, y'all doing some bullshit here. I really don't think it's everyone. I think it that excuse is only going to be for the top-tier people, actually. I think the top-tier people have the current medication, the top tier people have anxiety, Xanax, cocaine, marijuana. Let's list. They have a choice. They probably go to a party and they popping pills. The common but people, talking, I don't think they get their excuse. They get kicked out. And that's Tyler what keeps them in the, line. But think about it. Tyler was considered the the bottom line. He was a, he was a Commonwealth soldier. And then after Princess beat him up in the um, train car, they demoted him to servant, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where he he caused the scene and took Max hostage because he was like, y'all don't give a fuck about me. Look at what y'all did. They don't. To me. Correct. So, yeah, I don't think. Did they give him the that excuse too? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When when I he remember that. Yeah, remember when he disappeared? They put him in the hospital. Said that he had a mental breakdown. And that's why he kidnapped Max and they had him in the hospital under surveillance. Yeah. And then they removed him. Yeah, remember Mercer went back looking mm-hmm. and it was like, I told y'all not to move him. Right. Because he like, because that would be yeah, the okay. only, but you also have to say that and show that to people to say that's the only reason that happened. You can't show that people are going against the Commonwealth at any point. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is it, and I don't think it's it drugs. That, I think that's a show of you have to show you have to show that. And on the soldier, yes. But if it was the ice cream uh, maker, they kicking his ass out. But for the soldier, you got to show the only reason he kidnapped Max and all this happened was he was on medication. He just wasn't thinking clearly. We cannot have a revolution on our hands. So everyone's like, oh, I get that. I get but that. No, I used to have that, anxiety in the real world. But see, that's that's my whole point. Because everyone that we've seen who has been a quote-unquote troublemaker to the Commonwealth at this point, Tyler, Max, Eugene, they've all made them say, oh, 
I'm going through this. I don't have my medication. So these are the people that they're just trying to control just with the statement. What are they doing to other people to control them? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't think like they are. More, you don't think so? I don't think. Uh, uh-uh. I think it's that's what you use because most people are not going to do those things that they did. So you're showing, OK, it has to be that these people have mental health issues and that's why they did it. Everyone else is in line because you do not want to go past those walls. I don't know how to survive. No, but they're not. Think about the last episode. That's when the riots started. No, I'm saying that I wouldn't want to be kicked out of Commonwealth. So I'm going to buy by the rules because I can't survive outside the walls. And they clearly show they can't survive because everyone's running in circles. Help me. Ah, walkers. Okay, kill them. They don't even know how to kill a walker coming towards them. So you're not going to go nowhere. You're not going to do anything wrong. I don't know. I think there's still, I mean, you had a whole resistance. Tyler had all those posters in the, in the walls and, you know, you had enough of a resistance. So, so I, I know there's people out there because no matter what you do or how great things are, there's going to be a group that does not feel that is right. Yeah. It's always going to have a resistant group in there. But it just I, happened that our people came in there too and met up with some resistant people. Yeah, which, you know, I, I guess if you think about it, it's like, hmm, the resistant people, people just automatically gravitate towards y'all. Like, yes, oh, we're going to start some shit up. These are the people who are going to help us do that. Because they can see them and realize they're not they do not fit in. Mm-hmm. Right. And they don't just conform to whatever they, is presented to them. Oh, this is what we do here. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Even even Daryl in his his class to be a, a soldier, he was like, You have to work together. Work together. Daryl was like, No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Daryl was like, I can work together with Espinosa. <laughs> like, ain't nobody trying to do all this shit. <laughs> Especially with that people who aren't trained, that's gonna get me killed. That part, right. that part. Yeah. So you're trying to teach somebody how to do something I've been doing for ten years, right? And doing well, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, which is why Rosita was one of them people. Come help us. Uh, y'all go clear this. Uh, go ahead and get this money. Say this girl. Yeah. Right. That's so when they got chosen. Right. Okay, so they know what they're doing. We're going to move away from that for a minute because we got to talk about Sebastian and Pamela because Pamela, let me tell you, she's sitting there and she's looking at her dead son and she's talking to him and Mercer's like, "Um, I think we need to go ahead and take care of this. She was like, no, nobody touches him until I say so. So she does, you know, she sits there and she talks to him and then she comes back into the room later on and she's talking to him again and she's wiping like the blood off of his face and she's talking about how maybe she wasn't the best parent or, you know, maybe I didn't do right by you or whatever the bullshit she was saying. But I thought it was- Understatement of the year. But I thought it was very (laughs) funny. I don't know if you noticed this. But right after she said, well, at least you and I can't disappoint each other anymore. That's when his ass woke up. That's when he reanimated. Like he heard her like, bitch. (laughs) 
Did you see the horrified look on her face? Like she didn't expect that that was what was going to happen. Um, excuse me. You've seen what a, a, a walker or a rotter looks like. You knew that was going to happen when they didn't stab him in the head. Mm-hmm. Why are you surprised? She looked so horrified. And she told the soldier, she was like, take care. And of Mercer that. tried to get her to do it. He tried to get you to do it before he even woke back up. Right. But we find out her her motivation a little bit later on in the episode. And I'm going to go ahead and go here because we got to talk about this because I have been talking about this since the beginning of the 11th, episode, uh, 11th season. No, actually, some in the 10th season too. But anyway, um, she goes to see Lance in his prison cell. And she, you know, tells him he, he, of course, he's like, when she comes in, he was like, thank you for coming. I was hoping you would come. I just wanted to make sure. And she was like, you killed my son. And the way he stopped dead in his tracks, like, oh, fuck. Let me think about what I'm about to say now, because I don't think that was anything like what he was expecting to hear from her. You know, he just wanted to cause a little havoc, but Mm -hmm. his havoc ended up with her son dead. Then here comes the crazy part that everybody was talking about. So Lance is in, in the prison. He's on his knees. He has his hands tied behind his back. Pamela comes over to him and she starts talking to him. And just like she did in the um the episode before, she starts rubbing her hand across his head. And he's like closing his eyes like he is in ecstasy. Then she runs her hand across his mouth with the ring um, it, it was very sensual and I was like y'all I'm telling you there was yes, something there was something there was something between them I don't know what it was I don't know if mm. it was just that he was in love with her and she wasn't paying him no attention I don't know if maybe they had a one night stand and she decided that wasn't for him something happened because you can't have that kind of reaction for somebody that you have not had any kind of access to mm. I don't think so and then for her to go and do that, she knows what kind of power she holds over Lance sensually. She does. Mm-hmm. And then she sits down and she starts talking about, oh, well, let's see what you're going to do. Because he was like, okay, I- I'll do whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. She goes to reach down. And I was like... <sighs> Y'all, I thought Pamela Milton was about to get his dude a hand job on TV. I was like, what am I watching now? Is this the walking porn? But no, she reached into his pocket to get his lucky coin. But the way that they did it, I was sitting there like, I don't even know if I should be watching this. I felt like wa- I felt like I was watching two parents. Like, I need to close my eyes. This is not something I'm supposed to see. Like, they are grown-ups. But I feel like I'm 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 charting into territory I'm not supposed to, you know, I'm not supposed to look at. And it's so funny because um at the camp, Tail Rap Olsen, who plays Sebastian, and um Josh Henderson, who plays um Lance, they were talking about how they filmed that scene and how he and um, Layla Robbins just kind of talked to each other about how they wanted to play that scene and how they have this, um, they kind of had this running backstory in their own head that um, Lance was probably um, 
the Milton family, the, his father was probably the Milton family chauffeur and Lance had always grown up around the Milton family and was just kind of wanting to be on the inside, like wanting to be influential and powerful like them. And he was talking about them doing that scene and he was saying how the crew was even looking at him like, oh my God, what are they doing? And Tail was like, uh, think about how I feel like that's the person who plays my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but i i just sat there and i watched that and i was like i've been calling it i've been calling it casey will tell you i've been calling it i was like yep you have they were trying to start a commonwealth only fan (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) but anyway so she basically she takes his lucky coin and she was like okay um so how about we decide your fate the way you always do and she puts the coin you know she's tossing the coin back and forth between hands and then she you know kind of does this motion where she clasps her hands together and then she takes it away playing you know hide or whatever whatever you call it I don't even remember what we called it in my childhood but she basically is like okay which hand is the coin in and that determines whether you live or whether you die and mm-hmm. he he makes the right choice. And he tells her, he was like, thank you. You know, I, I promise from now on, I'm 100% on board. I am, I am at the Milton family's disposal. And she was like, I know you are. And then the soldier brings zombie Sebastian in the room. And he's, you know, he's on one of those leash type things. And he's growling and... He's looking like, what the hell is going on? Like, sh- he's thinking that she's bringing Sebastian into the room to kill him. And she says to him, she was like, I know. She said, you said you're at the disposal of the Milton family. Well, this is all there is now. And then the soldiers bring in a dead body and it's Calhoun. And then they drop a machete. They take Lance's handcuffs off. And she looks at him and she was like, feed my son and walks out the room and the look of horror on his face. I was like, dude, you deserve this. You sent how many, you sent how many people into a house for some money? Oh, you did. You absolutely Mm -hmm. deserve this. Yes. Yes. Carve this man up and feed him to Sebastian. He deserved that. He deserved that just for sending, uh, just for fucking with Daryl. Daryl and Rosita and then threatening their kids. Mm-hmm. He deserved it. But that part, I know that happened all the way at the end, but I was like, we got to talk about that because that whole thing with Pamela and Lance and the the little erotic overtones, I was like, Mm-mm. I, I, I feel like I don't need to be watching this. It's past <laughs> my bedtime. That's how I felt. I felt like I was watching something dirty, which is he funny. Was dirty. It was dirty, but it was it wasn't anything that was overly. And I think no, that was it the wasn't. great thing about mm-hmm. it because it was so it was so subtle, but it had such a huge it like I like even now, like my skin is crawling, like, oh, that's not something I want to imagine. Like those two to get no, not for any particular reason. It's just First of all, those two characters get on my nerves because of their selfishness and because they, you know, I just, 
I feel like Pamela, you know, she's been kind of giving off this air like she's the leader of the people and she wants to do what's best for the Commonwealth and she wants to lift everybody's spirits up and everything. You know, she talked about uh, or when she mentions the lottery and then Sebastian on the tape says, oh, yeah, my mom, she she picks all the names like. I feel like she's putting on that vibe just for show, but I, I think we've all agreed. We feel like there's something more sinister to Pamela. Like she may not have been as unknowledgeable about Lance's um, little side projects as mm -hmm. we think she might've been, but just how far she was involved, I'm not sure yet. At this point, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, she, mm -mm. if she can make me feel like that, just running her finger across his lip, uh, mm, no, that I do not need to see at all. Um, let's see, do we want to go to Kingdom 2.0 or do we want to unpack the Princess and Mercer stuff first? Ooh, because both of them are heavy in very they different are, ways. So. In very different ways. So okay, what, let's, need... let's go to Kingdom 2.0. Okay, I was going to say, do we need to flip a lucky coin and see which direction? Yeah. You go? <laughs> Let me okay. dig in my pocket. Right. Or no, was it Jerry? Was it Jerry Land? Well, Jerry yes, Land. By, by the end, but you know, we started <laughs> out calling it Kingdom 2.0, at least Jerry did. So, as we yeah. saw in the last episode, Aaron, Jerry, Elijah, and Lydia, they left the Commonwealth to go to Oceanside to take them supplies and to make sure that they were okay. Because if if you're not rem rem if you're not reminded, Oceanside did the same thing as Maggie did and they opted out of the agreement with mm -hmm. Commonwealth. They were like, oh, if Maggie is not going, then we're not going either. But when Lance took over all of the communities, he also took over Oceanside. Now, we don't know what's happened since then because we haven't seen Oceanside. I'm going to be honest. I doubt if we'll see Oceanside before the end of the series. I just don't like at this point, I don't know. I just feel like you can kind of tell us whether or not they, they live or don't live or what happens to them because we only have, we're on episode 19 now. There's only five more episodes. They're not going to have time to go back to Oceanside. And I, I just, mm. I don't feel, I don't feel like they do. No. So, but anyway, mm. they're on their way to Oceanside. And as they're um, going along the woods, they come across a herd or they see a herd in the distance. Now this was the, this was the thing I think about this scene that kind of irked me is because they're trying to be quiet because, okay, they see this herd. And then Jerry starts talking loud about wanting to camp and give them what is it? Cannellini con beans a la Jerry or something like that. But he's talking loud, not yelling but he's talking in his regular voice with, you know, which when he's happy is a little elevated. You are in the mm -hmm. woods and there's no other sound. Silence carries. And I was like, is nobody thinking about this? Obvi I mean, obviously nobody, 
but Jerry wants to stay and just kind of can't make camp until the walkers have passed by them. And Aaron is like, no, we need to go ahead and keep going, keep going. And they're like, what's the hurry? He was like, I want to get these supplies to Oceanside, make sure they're okay. And I know there's been a lot of talk on Twitter and, you know, the internet, because people were like, okay, in hindsight, Aaron probably should have been like, yeah, we, we should sit down and, and camp and make sure. But I kind of agree with what he did because one, you're out in the open, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know how large that, that herd is. I mean, granted they're in front of you, but you don't know what's coming behind you to the side. And again, if you know anything about Lance and what he is capable of, you want to go check on Oceanside to make sure that they're okay. You know, right. because if he was going after Maggie and Daryl, ba- mainly going after Maggie because Ma- Maggie didn't fall in line, then he probably was trying to do the same thing to Oceanside. So I can get Aaron's kind of apprehension, like, no, let's go ahead and go. But I mean, huh. <sighs> As they're going into the woods, you know, further in the woods, trying to take a detour, you see the herd. And then all of a sudden, this one walker stops and he kind of turns his head like, oh, what's over there? And I was like, nope, nope, nope. See, if he if they had been still staying there and Jerry was talking about his cannellini con beans, whatever, whatever, that thing would have turned around and saw them be like, oh, let's go this way. So I understand why Aaron kept going. And then, of course, they get stuck. They're trying to get unstuck, and Jerry gets hurt. His his knee gets caught by the cart, and it's it's busted a little bit. I don't it, it's not to the point where it's broken. He can still walk, but they're gonna have a little bit of difficulty. And then, of course, in the distance, Aaron sees this little you know, this little area, he's like, oh, I think there's some shelter there. And it turns out that it's like the Ren Fair. <laughs> Our Ren Fair. But this is where they go and they sit there and, you know, they're trying to come up with a plan for what they're going to do. They're going to kind of sit there and rest. Um, Aaron is kind of frustrated because he doesn't really want to be stuck where they are. But also the little side plot to this whole part of the story is you see the increasing flirtation between Elijah and Lydia. And you know that there is an interest there. We've seen it since, you know, the Reaver stuff when uh, Marco was like, dude, go talk to her. (laughs) But we know that there's some interest there. And so while they're sitting there trying to start a fire, they get close to each other and they're both looking at each other and you're looking at them like, okay, y'all can go ahead and kiss now. But then when Elijah goes in for the kiss, Lydia kind of freezes and she gets up and I was like, oh, this child is not ready. She is not ready. She is freaking out. And it led up to it. Casey's gone. It led up to it because, you know, before they got there, it was like a, a walk in the park mm-hmm. sequel. You know, it was fall. They're like walking, laughing. Like this is not an area where walkers even come. Right. This, yeah. So it could have been a romance. Uh, it could have been mm-hmm. Lifetime Channel or Hallmark Channel moment. But of course, that you know that little 
almost active in intimacy freaks her out. And she kind of, you know, she shies away from him and she decides to join Aaron, you know, on watch duty so Jerry and Elijah can rest because, of course, Jerry can't really do much right now. But they're sitting there talking and Aaron, you know, asks her about her and Elijah and she says, you know, well, there was a moment there, but I couldn't. And she was saying that she was thinking about Henry. And mm -hmm. she just couldn't, you know, she just couldn't. And again, internet discourse. Why is she acting like Henry was the love of her life? She only knew him for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. I'm like, y'all, think about it. At the time that we met Lydia, she was probably 16, 17. And never or hadn't since before the start of the fall probably had not been around someone else her age mm -mm. and not only or had that, feelings right but i mean teenage even, girl. even beyond that henry was the first person to show her kindness mm -hmm. henry was the person to get her to open up and henry was the person who got her to see that her mother's way of life was not the was not the right way to live so even without the romantic aspect of it Henry was her first friend. Mm -hmm. And then because he was that much of an influence to her, like when Alpha came back for Lydia, Lydia was like, no, I'm not going with you. I'm staying here. Even though she eventually went with Alpha, but they still came and rescued her and took her back into the group. This pissed Alpha off so much that Henry was one of the people that she killed. So you got to think too, Lydia has a sense of survivor's guilt. This was mm -hmm. a person that she cared for and probably in her own way. Yeah, she did love him. You know, we again, we don't really get a concrete timeline of when things happen. So we don't know how long it was from the time that Lydia met Henry right. to the time that he died. It could have been days. It could have been weeks. But again, for teenagers, that's pretty on, on track for what happens with teenagers. But and you around him a lot when y'all was together. So it wasn't like, okay, we're going to go off, go to school, see each other later, talk on the phone. That was her constant companion because that yeah. was the only person, the only person who made would her, talk to her and who made her feel safe, mm -hmm. you know? And then Aaron starts to tell her about Eric. And I already knew as soon as he said, you know, I was married once. I was like, let me go on ahead and pause and get my tissues now. That was so sweet. It's sweet, but you know, that is one part of the story that I still have issues with and that I'm very, still very, very pissed off with mm -hmm. because when they had that battle and he sat Eric down on that tree, he went back to that tree hoping against all hope that Eric was alive, knowing that there was a good possibility that he wasn't. And of course, when he went back to tree, Eric was no longer there. His walker body was walking towards the trees where there was a herd. Now, there is no way in hell any of our people would just leave one of their loved ones to wander. They didn't do it for Sasha. Mm -mm. They didn't do it for Deanna. 
why um and why would you expect Eric to do? I mean, Aaron to do it for Eric. That was his husband. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they just let Eric go off into the whore, he could still be roaming around right now. That pisses me off because I feel like that's so against what our people do. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because Aaron couldn't get any closure from that. Nope. So that part of the story really pisses me off. And I knew I was going to get pissed off again once Aaron started telling the story. But I love the way that he told the story because he told the story of how they met and it, and and was basically telling Lydia, look, none of us are promised tomorrow. Don't sit here and wait and don't hold on to the past and what ifs and that sort of thing. Take your chances while you have it. Okay. Now, while they're having this conversation, we get a far off pan shot of the fence and you see this dead hand climb up. And of course, we've seen this image in the promos for 11C. Still seeing it in the midst of all this, like y'all just having a nice little chat. Jerry and Elijah are somewhere over here, wherever. And y'all got walkers at the wall. I was like, okay. And I was like, wait, what? No, this was the wait, what for me. So it's nighttime. Aaron and Lydia are in the yard. They're talking. They have a little fire going. And all of a sudden you hear like squeaking, like a door squeaking. And then you hear boom. Lydia turns and she looks around. And Aaron is like, we checked the perimeter already. It's secure. Do I want to say that Aaron got a little uh, got a little soft right there? Yes. Because anytime you hear any fucking noise that you are <laughs> not supposed to hear, you are supposed to get your ass up and go see what the hell it is. But yes. no, they sit there all content like, oh, okay, that's just the noise. Oh, it might be the wind. When they when he said it might be the wind. I was about to throw my remote at the TV. Like, really, Aaron? Really? Like, I understand they really want to introduce these variants, but y'all had to dumb down Aaron to do it. Aaron would never say that shit. Oh, it's just the wind. We've already checked the perimeter. No. Y'all are the people that check twice and check twice more and check twice more. And it may not even be walkers. Like, it could be another group that lives there. Right. Right. You never know. No, you never know. It could have been with some of their people. (laughs) So anyway, they keep hearing the bumping noises. And then Lydia finally says, that is not the wind. They get up to go check. And of course, there's already more than a dozen walkers in these walls. So I was like, so did they all climb over? Did somebody actually go and open the door? Because at this point, we don't really know what these variant walkers can do. We know no, they can we just find saw that hand. hand. Yeah. Right. We we saw them turn the head at, at the sound or maybe at, at hearing something or seeing something. And we see mm-hmm. the hand. But we don't really know what they're capable of at this moment. We just know that right now they're in they're in the thing. So they're sitting there fighting Lydia and Aaron, and she goes to stab one of them, and he grabs her stick. And it's like pulling her close. I was like, oh, mm, mm, mm. Mm-mm. no, mm-mm. no, Mm-mm. no. 
Now I've and seen them grab at stuff because of course I think just on instinct, it's mm. just automatically you trying to grab at your food or whatever. But it was a it was a so you're food. like, okay, well, maybe there are still some walkers. Whispers, yes. Whispers. I'm sorry. Whispers. Yes. But but before we move on, I love Samurai Jerry. Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> Even with the busted knee, he was killing it. When I tell you, I lost I my it. shit seeing that. <laughs> because they, they're fighting. And of course, Lydia calls out to them. And she's like, uh, walkers, they're in the walls. And here comes Elijah. And then here comes Jerry. And you see him that he's he's surrounded by walkers. And he starts slinging that sword. And I was like, why have we not seen this before? No. I know. I thought that. He too. can do all of this. And then to find out, this is a skill he actually has and has had for decades. He's had He's been practicing with swords since he was a kid. And y'all just not putting it in The Walking Dead? Five episodes from the end? Like, we knew Jerry could fight. But do you... Did you I, would see say he, I would say that he will rival Michonne. He might be yes. better. I, I'm glad Casey's not on this, on, on this call to hear me say that. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, seriously. But yeah, so, so Jerry um, slices and dices a few walkers. And yes, then they does. go into the build. They go into the part of the building. Looks like what may have been a concession stand or whatever, because there is an open window and the walkers are sitting there trying to get to them. And all of a sudden, you see a doorknob start to turn, and Jerry turns around and he was like, "Dude, since when do walkers <laughs> use doorknobs?" Man. I was like, so we haven't, I don't think we've seen a doorknob walker since Jenny in the first uh, first season, Morgan's wife. Yeah. She yeah, tried to open know. a doorknob. I don't think we've seen any others use doorknobs since then. So <laughs> it's not something that was unexpected, but again, it was something that we're not used to seeing. Of course, like you said, at this point, I'm thinking maybe some whispers done kind of got into the crowd yeah. too, and I'm thinking that's that's what it is. And Aaron says as much. He's like, damn whispers, or did he say fucking whispers? I don't remember. I know they've been using the F word a lot this season. I they have. I want to say that he may have said that, but I'm not sure. But anyway, he looks at it, whispers, oh my God, and he tells... um. Lydia and Elijah to go up to the roof and then Jerry goes up to the roof. You know, he he can get himself up there and Aaron kind of holds them off and then he gets to the roof. No. Yes. When he gets to the roof. Aaron is last and I was yeah. about to have an issue because I'm like, this better not be Jerry in the cave situation. You're going to get your ass up on that roof. Girl, when I tell you, I was, cussing, I was cussing the whole episode. Get your ass up. Put the, do All this stuff. So anyway, I was like, here the, we go, man. They're on the roof. Lydia and Elijah, they're like, OK, well, they're all around on the other side. We can we can jump down. And at first they were like, we can make a run for it. And Jira is like, yeah, sure. They were like, OK, no, we can come down and we can try to take them out from behind. So Aaron mm -hmm. is like, OK, you do that. But as soon as you come into some issues, you holler at me. So while they're jumping down. Jerry is sitting with his back up against the wall. And of course, there's the open space behind them. You see 
walking hands again. And then this thing climbs up and over and he stands up and Jerry happens to see him in his periphery. And he turns around. He's like, dude, this walker bends down to pick up a huge rock. And I was like, oh, I've seen that before, too. The uh, department store when Rick and Lori and I mean, Rick and Andrea and them were all in there trapped and the walkers were trying to get uh-huh. into the department store. One of the walkers uh-huh. reached down and picked up a rock and started hitting the glass with it, trying to get in. So we've seen yeah. that before, too. There's a lot of throwbacks because a lot of the things yeah, and we've... climb mm-hmm. and climb because that same time they were in the city, one climbed the fence. Mm-hmm. They climbed the fence when Rick and uh, Glenn jumped over. So we've, again, we've seen all of this before. It's just been a minute. But anyway, so Jerry is panicking because this thing is about to bash him in the head and Aaron turns around, he hits it and he is pissed. He gets on top of this thing and he's like, God damn walkers. He's punching them and he grabs the face and he pulls the mask off and it's nothing but blood and skull. This is an actual walker. This is not a whisperer. This is a walker who has just mm. climbed a wall, bent down to pick up a rock as if to knowingly bash someone in the head. So, of course, Jerry's like, how the fuck they do that? Aaron is looking like, what the fuck just happened? And I'm just like, okay, this is this is kind of game changer. If we see more of these, if we see more of these, now I don't know because we didn't really see any more in this episode. Because after that, you know, the next time we see, um, it's morning time and all of the walkers are dead. So apparently they were able to get down there and just kind of take them all out one by one. But I'm like, there were several dozen walkers in this place, and only three of them who were actively able to fight. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's why Pam, that's why Pamela don't like our people because because <laughs> mm-hmm. we can do shit like that. <laughs> but anyway, so they they pull off. Uh, Lydia and Elijah finally share a kiss because he looks so dejected. You know, she's bringing out water so that they can pack up the cart, and he was like, "I'm gonna go get the rest of the stuff from inside." He sounds so pathetic. And she stops him and she kisses him. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I've been shipping them since I first saw that little spark. And I was like, yes, I like the idea of them together. But it also makes me scared because I feel like, I don't know. I just don't see young people on this show as, I'm not going to say deserving of happiness because they do. I just don't see where they're going to get it. I mean, we Mm. saw it with Carl and Enid. Then we saw it with Enid and Alden and then Alden died. And I I just don't know. Like, I really want them to be together. I want them to run off into the sunset and maybe show up in the Daryl spinoff because, you know, at this point, she's almost like Daryl's little sister. And, and, you know, I I just want to see them happy. I just have a feeling that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not. And it bothers me because I don't know if it's one or both, but I know both of them, both either one of those deaths will bother me. Like there are some people on Twitter who are like, 
why is the walking this is the walking dead why they're not killing any major characters in 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 the final season i was like y'all want them to kill people i mean i i understand it's realistic that some of the big names may have to go but i'm one of those people if they don't kill a major character between now and episode 24 i will not be mad i will not be mad because that means that we may see them down the road we got spinoff after spinoff after spinoff happening we may still see some of these characters down the road i don't want anybody to die and i definitely don't show is not ending we don't have to have even though the show's ending we don't have to have everyone dead at the end no no and also that's not kind of real life you know even we did a snapshot of people's lives it's not gonna have everyone at the end of that snapshot gonna be dead no they gonna carry on yeah be some no, a few, a couple, maybe. However, I do believe one of them will not make it. I just don't know which one. I I don't want either, I don't want that to. Ha- well, okay, let me say this. If I have to choose, I actually would want Lydia to stay alive because I, I feel like she has had so much trauma in her young mm-hmm. life that she deserves to live and to try to do something better and to try to be something better and to have good things to happen to her. Now, I'm not saying that Elijah doesn't deserve that too, but I don't know, you know, like he had a sister, he had Maggie, you know, he had people Mm -hmm. that cared about him and she only recently found that. Found that. I agree. I Um, totally agree with you. That'll be, I totally agree. But I don't want either one of them to die. I know, but if you want us to take Aaron off the list, we got to add one of them. No, no, Aaron, no. Mm-mm. I wasn't worried about Aaron this time. I was worried about Jerry. I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, his knees messed up. <sighs> I feel like if if they, I don't know. I almost, I I, I do think I'm a little scared for Jerry. I don't think they would do that. I would hope that they wouldn't do that because Jerry is like one of the bright lights of the series and of the group, you know? So I don't know if I, I feel like they would kill him, but I feel like that's probably the reason why they would. But I just mm-hmm. I don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't steal my joy at the end of this show. Don't do it. Don't take my Jerry. I mean, there's a lot of and characters there's, there's that I'm a, like, I don't want, I don't want to die, but don't I don't. But I'm okay with them dying. One of them would be Carol, but Carol, I feel like, will sacrifice herself, and she will be okay with that. And I'm okay with that because Carol has had it hard too. She has some highlights later, but I'm like, I'm okay with if Carol knew they were all safe and at peace. If she goes. I'll be upset. I, I would be okay but, with it. And, and, but I would be more than I would with Daryl being dead. I just I don't I don't feel like hearing or the discourse. I don't feel like hearing the discourse from the Carol fans, the toxic ones, like, oh, y'all killed her off. And she I I, I don't want to hear that. But I mean uh, if she goes be, down fighting, that's Carol. And yeah, I believe that. that if it's that something be, stupid, mm-hmm. I'll be upset. But if it's Carol fighting. Mm-hmm. And protecting and saving her people, going out like a boss. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I'm okay with that. I I, I would. Be first of that. all, Carol, to be honest with you, whatever 
I'm a fan of Carol, but to be honest with you, Carol, you saw that first group came in season one. Carol shouldn't have made it. Shouldn't have made it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I love the evolution of her character. I do too. There were some seasons where she got on my nerves and looking back in hindsight, I may have been too harsh for her because I'm looking at the show, of course, completely removed because I don't have to go through this kind of thing. I don't have an, a zombie apocalypse outside of my door. Mm-hmm. So I can't say how I would or how I would. Act. It's easy to sit here and be like, oh, it's a zombie apocalypse. Now you're going to have to man up. And like, you know, if you got it's either kill or be killed or have that kind of attitude. So during mm-hmm. the times when Carol was going through her stuff, when she left Alexandria and tried to be on her own because she didn't want to kill anymore. Those years, it pissed me. It it, it kind of pissed me off. It did because I was like, I felt like at the time that it was making Carol out to be weak. And now that I look, you know, again, now that I've gone back and looked at it again, I don't think she was weak at that point. She was fighting mm-hmm. for her humanity. She was fighting to hold she on to was. her humanity. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. It's just that with everything else that happened, it was kind of hard to be sympathetic to her because I was like, Carol, if your ass was in Alexandria, Glenn and Abraham might not have died. Let's be honest. Yeah, but she but she knew she was becoming a weapon and she didn't yeah. want to be. And I totally understand. She needed to separate herself. That was like Morgan. He right. go back and forth too. So it's like, you know, you even going back to Carol and maybe how she grew up and just being an adult. This is so different from who she is. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has always had the power within her, but she didn't realize she had this power within her until they showed her you actually do have this power within you. Right. My husband was just a asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So and the things you know, the things you do to you know to save your kid, but then the things you do. You know, when you don't have your kid anymore either. So yeah. But I but Carol, I'm I'm a, I'm like okay with Carol because Carol completed a full life. She was married at a time, had another child, then developed a closeness to another kid. Yeah. She's good. Rosita needs to be there for Coco. She does. And you know, I saw somebody somebody posted um you know, it was like a lot of people have been speculating, like trying to figure out if any characters are going to get their ends in the comic books. And of course, we know Rosita has already lived past when she did in the comic books because she was supposed to be one of the heads on the Pikes from mm-hmm. Alpha. So she's mm-hmm. already lived past, but somebody posted um, the comic still. And it was from when Lori was killed in the comics. So I don't know if you know, but in the comics, Lori is shot from the back. I think from the back. And she is holding an infant Judith in her arms. So when the bullet goes through her, it goes through Judith too. So Judith does not grow up in the comics. She dies with Lori as an infant. Mm. So of course people are like, Hmm. I'm not feeling where this is going. So we're gonna oh, I'm not either. Okay. When I saw it, I'm I was like, this. nope. Just like I didn't like the fact that they kept saying Aaron was going to get Rick's comic death because of 
you know, Rick being killed by Sebastian, Aaron was in the Commonwealth. I was like, no, we're not having mm-hmm. this. And thankfully mm-hmm. that didn't come true because Sebastian's ass is dead. So we're not going to, we're not going to entertain that with Rosita and Coco. And I feel like if they do that, I'm going to be really, really pissed. Like I'm going to be throw something pissed, which I, I, I think I would be glad that I'll be watching the finale amongst other people because I won't be able to act an ass like I probably would if something <laughs> happens that I don't like. I, who knows? I may still act as long as I don't get arrested for it. <laughs> I think I'll be good. But I just, I, that is not something I want to see. But um, no, I I don't. Um, We definitely have to do a quick prediction of the last episode before you guys leave. Yeah, we, we definitely do. We're gonna have. However, to. I know we kind of got off this episode, but oh, no, I'm we're glad about that to the go kingdom, right kingdom, the kingdom 2.0 is okay. They're leaving. Everyone is safe. Elijah and Lydia are officially a thing. Yes, and then Aaron suggests, hey, instead of it being two, uh, the kingdom 2.0, or what was it? He said kingdom 2.0, uh, King Ezekiel, and Aaron said, I think this is more for King Jerry. He was like, and Queen Nabila, I could go for that. I was like, me too. Where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? Because I'm still trying to figure out um, with all this chaos in the Commonwealth, you know, we've seen we've seen some of the younger kids. We've seen RJ. We've seen Judith. We've seen Coco. Um, mm-hmm. But I've not seen Nabila and Jerry's kids. And I'm just kind of like, where are they? Did they get away? Did, did they get away? Like when I know. I, I just like I'm worried. But anyway, um let's go to Princess and Mercer. And I hate that Casey didn't get back on the call because I know she really wanted to talk about Princess and Mercer. But Princess gets questioned by Mercer's men. And of course, she's waiting for him at his office once this happens. And he was like, why are you still here? She was like, because your man dragged me out of my apartment to question me. They put me in a room. That's mm-hmm. what did she say? They put me in a uh, they put me in a room that smells like armpits and ass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people kept referencing that all weekend long when she was at the camp. Oh, speaking of which, yay. We got to meet Paula Lazaro and uh, Michael Oh, That was awesome. Uh, we'll talk about that some more too. But um, yeah, she's like telling him like, look, your people are questioning us. They have Eugene or because at this point, Eugene has uh, turned himself in. Mm-hmm. right he's turned himself in so that he can kind of um save max because max had been captured and she's telling him she's like look they're gonna they're gonna kill eugene and mercer's like i'm doing everything i can to make sure that doesn't happen she's like but but not everything right because she's basically like you need to turn against pamela and he's just looking at her with this kind of like shell-shocked look and she's like look uh, or rather, I think something happened and he had to go. And she was like, yeah, me too. And so the next time we see her, she's talking to Ezekiel. And I, you know, I love the relationship that seems to have developed between uh, Princess and Ezekiel. It's almost like mm-hmm. Ezekiel has kind of sort of taken on that older brother or kind of fatherly figure towards her. And 
you know, when she's talking about, oh, okay, well, we're going to do this and this is what we're going to do. And then we're going to get out of here. And then Ezekiel looks at her. He was like, princess, you know, I'm not coming. I'm like, stop saying that. Stop saying that. You're not staying in the Commonwealth. You see how they treat your people. He just wants peace. He can have peace with Carol outside of the Commonwealth. Yeah. But anyway, so later on we see Princess and she's coming out of her apartment and she has um she has packed some things. And as she's turning around, Mercer shows up and he was like, Can we talk? And she oh, says there's yes. a pink jacket on too. Okay. Yes, the pink jacket. But mm-hmm. you know. He comes in and he just looks at her and he was like, I don't want you to go. And she said, yeah, I kind of have to. And he was like, because of me? She said, yes. And the look, girl, when I tell you, Mercer looked like he was about to cry this whole scene. Like every time she opened her mouth, he looked like he was about to bawl. But she was like, yes, no, maybe just a little. She was like, I can't stay. She was like, you know, if I stay here, they're going to kill Eugene and I can't stay here and witness this. You know, it can't it can't be this bad and, and we be here. And he goes to say something like, but it could be worse. And she tells him, don't say that. He says, but it could be worse. And then she sits down and she tells her story. And so she talks about how when she was nine, her father left. And at nine and a half, her mother remarried and her stepfather had a son and they all moved into the house. And basically, without going into it, I'm not even going to try to go into the whole thing because I will not do it the justice that she did. But basically, they abused her. And she started acting out and they started abusing her more. And I mean, physically Mm -hmm. abusing her. I don't know if they sexually abused her. She never referenced it in the monologue. It seemed like all of the abuse was physical because she talked about how they would beat her and how they would take turns beating her and they would lock her in the closet. And sometimes she peed on herself because they locked her in there for so long. And mm-hmm. she said that, you know, she said, my mom was always telling me Juanita, at least you have a roof over your head. Juanita, at least you have this Juanita. It could be worse. So she was like, when I look around at the Commonwealth, I see my stepfather. And if I stay, then I become my mother. You know, mm-hmm. and she was like that whole um, oh, she was the one who dropped the F bomb in this episode because she was like that whole it could be worse. Fuck that attitude. She was like, no, it can be worse, but it can be better, too. And that's mm-hmm. what she wants the better. So she was like, yeah, so I can't stay here because if I stay here, then I become my mom basically saying I'm going to I'm going to be the person to sit back and let all of this happen. And I'm not about to do that. So I got to go. Then she gets up and, you know, she turns to him and she says, you know, because of what I went through, every man that I met was a monster. You know, I started seeing men as monsters even before they started dying and becoming them. Mm-hmm. And he looked so hurt. And then she turned to him and she said, I just want you to know that I know that's not you. And you would think that he would look a little bit more relieved, but he looked even more hurt because even though he wasn't the monster, she was still leaving. And I was just like, I'm sitting here watching this, this scene just like this. And I'm like, y'all, I can't do this. I can't do this. 
like y'all are breaking my heart. And then she walks out the door and leaves and he's just standing there looking looking dejected. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. go get your woman. Why are you not walking out the door? But I know it's because probably at that moment, he wasn't able to tell her anything that would have made her stay. Yep. Because he's still at that moment, he's still the Commonwealth's man. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, y'all have scared me half to death. Y'all have made me think this walker was going to bash Jerry's head in. Princess then left our man. <laughs> I'm just... <clears throat> It's just, it's just too much going on. Eugene done turned himself in. And before then, he tried to fight Daryl. Girl, let's talk about this. <laughs> I just like how Daryl looked at him like, you putting your fists up, like, really? <laughs> but you know what? I think at the same time, too, and I, I think I had this conversation with uh, Casey, because uh, some people are like, I can't believe that he did. And Daryl was probably looking at him like, you idiot. I said, no, I think I, and I really feel like in that moment, Daryl probably respected Eugene more than he ever has. Yeah, Because that's the first time Eugene has really, really stood up for something that he believed in and not because he not because he was trying to not because he was trying to impress somebody else, not because he was trying to see mm-hmm. which side of the coin was going to be better, but this is mm-hmm. somebody he actually genuinely cares about. And he's like, okay, if it's going to save her, then I'll do it. Like that. I think that's the first time he's ever done something that wasn't selfish. And for right. him to be like, no, especially knowing Daryl, for you to put up your hands and be like, uh, you need to get out the way, Hoss, and then put up your hands like you're going to fight him if he doesn't let you by. I think Daryl was really sizing him up at that moment. And even though he said, yeah, I know you're not going to go, because when he steps aside, Eugene was like, you're not going to stop me. And Daryl was like, you're not going to go. And that hurts Eugene because he's like, because I'm a, because I'm a coward. And Daryl's like, no, because you're smart, you know? It's not yeah. about and you being he, a coward. It's, it's not about being a coward. You know, yeah. if you turn yourself in, you're dead. It has nothing to do with being showing bravery. Bravery is going in there trying to save someone, but mm-hmm. you're on a suicide mission going in there. That's right. why Daryl's like, you're smart to know this ain't the way to go. Right. Like there are other things that that we that that need to be that needs to be done. Right. But, you know, um, but it was still cute though. <laughs> like put his fists up. He's just like, okay. But when they get ready to leave, and he decides that he is gonna stay behind and that he is gonna turn himself in. When I tell you, girl, I ugly clock cried during this scene with him and Rosita. I know. Because if you've paid attention to just the journey that their friendship has been on Mm -hmm. for them to get to this point where that is his best friend. That's her best friend. And she's at this point, like, look, you can't do nothing for Max. Come on, let's go. And he was like, well, if I leave her, what would that make me? She was like alive. That's all I care about you being alive. And he was like, look, I have always done what you've told me to do because I've trusted you. 
I need you to trust me now. And as he was saying it, Rosita was looking like, you better not, you better not reason with me. Don't make me see reason. Don't, she looked like she was getting madder and madder, but he was making so much sense. And it was so heartbreaking because you knew she was going to let him go, but you knew it was going to break her heart to do it. And then he gives her his little, um, his little thing, his little neck thing to give to Coco. And I was just like, So again, this is one of those heartfelt scenes and I hate that I have to be this way, but we are towards the end of the series. It's one of those heartfelt scenes between these two characters and it makes me wonder if those are like, is this the last time we're going to see either one of these characters? Now, I know it's not because I've seen the trailer for the last part of Mm -hmm. the the show. And there are some scenes that I have seen Rosita and Eugene in that we have not seen in this episode. So I know they Mm -hmm. don't die, maybe not immediately, but still, I'm just kind of like, do I have to worry about these two? Because again, this is another duo who I want them to get their happy ending. Yeah. I want them to be able to... Out of these two, Eugene would be the one. I don't know. I kind of feel like I almost feel I wish like- they did. I wish they did what they did with Stranger Things. They said it's gonna be two people, and I can sit here and be figuring out who my two people are. It could be yeah, but one, right now zero yeah. four five. We you mean we absolutely have no idea. That so. could pull a Deathly Hallows. You know what happened with that one? Deathly Hallows. Harry Potter yeah. and Deathly Hallows, all the people who oh, died. Yeah. Do I need to run yeah, through the yeah, list? Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. I was all thinking of another show All the main characters who died? Oh, yeah. Died? Yeah. Yeah. No. Man, no. You don't. Because it was just every five seconds. That's what it felt down. like. That's what it felt like. I don't want that for this. Like I said, I would be perfectly happy if no main characters died before the end of this series i know people will be pissed people will call it lazy writing i don't give a fuck i there is not one person on here from our group that i can see here and say i would be okay with them dying yes i could justify why their death would be acceptable but in Mm -hmm. my heart i don't want anybody to die I can't think of anybody that I want to die other than Pamela Milton and Lance at this point. Those two can go up shit creek without a paddle. I don't care. But our people? But there will be some sacrifices made. We're not going to speak. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. We're not. But yeah, I think think at this point we probably are going to have to do a Deadpool before the finale and just kind of... Yeah, just support the prediction of like how would this end i already feel like we're gonna see like a time jump before before the end or like at the very end at the very end i don't i don't know if i let me think look let me look at the next couple of episodes and then i tell you whether or not i think so yeah maybe after after episode 23, we'll sit down again and we'll think about it. We'll be like, okay, so do we think we're going to see a time jump based on what we've seen up until the penultimate episode? And do we, you know, if nobody has died by then, we can kind of go and say, okay. Yeah. This and when I say time jump, it may it not saying years. 
it could be um six months from okay. cleaning up whatever mess it ends in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Type of thing. And where some people will be heading off, like giving us an inkling of how Daryl ends up in another country. Right. Right. Yeah. And they have started um they have started announcing some of the cast members for the spin. Yeah. So just giving us a little bit of how that ends up and hopefully Michonne and I don't know, come check on the children. I don't know. Get on the walkie-talkie. Let's see. I need you to check on your children. I mean, right. I'm just right. I just can't right now. These people just definitely leave their kids. And then Aaron with his daughter. But I I guess the 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 thing I guess with that is because unfortunately with everything that's going on and with the way our group is is kind of made up, you have to send the strong people. Like, yes, they left some strong people behind, but you have to send strong people out too, because those people who are out doing missions or doing scavenging or trying to go make sure their other friends are okay, they have to be able to take care of themselves out in the open without the benefit of the Commonwealth soldiers, which is now what they're used to. Mm-hmm. So, and and I feel like, yeah, we can say, okay, well, they keep separated from their children, but do you really want to take those children out and put them in those situations? Like, think about if oh, Grace no. was with them. You know? And no, and if you are if you are one of our strongest fighters, you're gonna have to go. But the thing, at least with their community, which is good, is that if your one of the parents die or a parent dies, someone else picks up mm-hmm. and that becomes a parent. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Carol has, I wanna say she has two and a half kids. Mm-hmm. She has her biological daughter, then she has Henry, mm-hmm. and then I think she she has made a relationship with um Lydia. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why her name just left my mm-hmm. head. Lydia. Yeah. So it happens. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We also have I just think kids will find a way with someone in the group because they're close to everyone. Because at different times people had to leave and you had to be with one of the adults. And it's all of them take much... care of you. Everyone is very much a village. Everyone has taken yeah, yeah. care of you. So if your parent does die, you have a you have backup parents. Yes, it's going to be devastating, but you have other adults who know you, know who you are, know who your parents were, and can take care of you. And who will die to protect you. You're right. Who, and who, or or who will not die, who will who will fight mm-hmm. to protect you. And mm-hmm. you know, I understand the way that they wrote Michonne out out it, for a lot of reasons, it does not make sense. You know, for a lot of reasons, it does. I mean, if you think that this man who you loved, who you are the mother of his children, if you think that he is alive after all this time, like you find a cell phone with a drawing mm-hmm. of you and your daughter on the cell phone that clearly makes it obvious that he has not forgotten about y'all so like judas said mom what if he's the one that needs help you know and to judith and to michonne that made perfect sense y'all are always helping out everyone else but this is our family this is my daddy yeah how do we help other people but don't agree yeah 
Yeah, but at the same time, I can also understand people who are upset like y'all were in the middle of a whole whisperer war. Like Alpha was putting people's heads on the spikes. How do you just leave your children? And then we don't know how long it's been now since she's been gone. And they haven't mentioned her in a long time. Judith hasn't mentioned her in a long time as far as like still trying to communicate by radio. So Mm -hmm. we don't know where she is now. We know that she's alive, but they don't. And at this point, as far as I know, she still hasn't told anybody that Michonne went to go look for Rick. Because, you know, I think, I think she did. And I think they have been communicating, but it may be like months at a time between. She, has, just like she hasn't said check-in. anything in a long time, like since since the whispers. Right. I know she didn't say anything. And I don't know. I know Daryl knows the reason why. I'm just saying, I don't think they just put it on film. He, you don't he, think she told Daryl? She told Daryl that he, that um, you just went like, to go help. Just, you just that she went to go help him. some people. Okay, but I'm but he knows that she went to go help people, and I yeah. still think she's checked in, but they just don't put it on film because at this point she can't be on film anyway, saying anything because she had other obligations that yeah, that's not Walking Dead. So. But I, I the reason why I say I don't think that she's um that Judith has heard from her is because if you think about the episode where they had the storm. You remember the the boys who were bullying Judith and, and the little boy said something to her about, that's why your mom left because she didn't want to be around you. At that point, we know Judith hadn't heard from Michonne for a long time because she says as much to Virgil. You know, she mm-hmm. was like, I don't know where she is do you, or do you know where she went? And he just said she went to go help people. And she was like, I wish I knew where, you know, I wish she would come back or something. She hadn't heard from her at that point. And I think... Okay. Part of, I don't know. I I think part of a little bit of Judith's anger is the fact that she doesn't know where her mom is, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's like that, that whole thing, especially when you're a a kid and then you have a little brother, your, your parent is gone searching for your possible other parent to be alive, but you don't know where they are. You haven't heard anything. So you don't Mm -hmm. know whether to keep up hope or to just kind of let go and be like, oh, she might be dead at this point. Because, you know, if she told if she had told Daryl, hey, yeah, so my mom found evidence that my dad might still be alive and she went to go look for him. You know, Daryl is going to leave. And I think that's the reason why she hasn't said anything to Daryl. And I don't think so, because Daryl, no, you can't leave because we still need. She left because she knew that you was one of the I main know. ones there to and you will take care of these kids but you have to remember daryl probably feels a little bit of guilt about rick's death because he never brought that body back to them well not only that but if you think about it the reason why that whole walker heard and all that stuff happened in the first place was because daryl and maggie were about to go to alexandria so that maggie can kill negan Mm daryl was used as a distraction to keep Rick away, they got into that fight and then fell into that hole. And when they mm-hmm. got out of the hole, of course, here's this herd coming and it's going towards the the um the communities. So Rick is like, okay, I have to lead them away from the communities. And then in order to keep the community safe, he blows up the bridge and supposedly dies. You know, Daryl has a lot of guilt about that because mm-hmm. he feel he probably feels like, you know what? If I hadn't done that shit, if we hadn't have been fighting, we would never ended mm-hmm. up in that hole. We could have found another way to take care of this because that's what they were doing. They were on their way to try to try to lead the horde away. 
and it mm-hmm. everything went to hell. So I feel everything like, yes, Daryl, he has enough sense to say, okay, you know what? I want to be out there looking, but I know that the kids are here and she left the kids here in my care because she knew I would take care of them. But you got to know that if Daryl had even an inkling, a whisper that Rick was alive, it would be hard pressed to keep him there. Because think about how how many missions Daryl has been on since then. Looking. And I, I do believe that if Michonne was at home and he found out, I think he would go off. Oh, he would have been gone. But, he with, been gone. but with her gone, I, I'm thinking he's like, okay, I'm going to give her a chance to go and look. I'm going to make sure these kids are secure. And then I can go off. And, secure. They're going to be secure. <laughs> secure. Mm-hmm. So this um is getting it's getting interesting. Uh things are starting to happen. I just don't need to see no more variant walkers. Like, please let this I know, go. and you do that in the mix because you know that's gonna it has to be a part of the story or some part, or you just giving us let us show you we wasn't crazy in the first season when we did this. You thought we left it behind, but we didn't. I don't need that changes. kind of. I don't need that kind of insurance. These walkers can be a one and done for me. I do not need to see, because no, that brings a whole new threat level. And you know, let's be honest, we probably will see more of the variants because, mm-hmm. especially with Daryl's show going to France and seeing the end credit scene of World Beyond taking place in France with that Mm -hmm. self-aware walker. I'm still going to call her that because she was. She was. Yeah. I don't think we're done with the variants. Now, how prominently they're going to figure into all this, I don't know. But yeah, variants. Don't like them. Don't want them. Especially when they can pick up big ass boulders and try to bash somebody's head in. Mm -mm. (laughs) That's true because that means walls won't keep them down. They don't climb a wall or turn a knob. You got to lock your doors. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the only way that oh, they're gonna be picking up guns, girl, girl. The minute I see a walker pick up a fucking weapon, I'm gonna be done. We're done. Yeah, I'm gonna be yeah, done. Yeah. Cause It'll if be they, I don't know. Because if they do that, that's gonna. I don't I don't think they would go that far. No, I don't think they would go that far because that would just raise too many questions and you don't have the time to deal with that. We are five episodes away from the end. We don't have time to deal with that. No, we don't. We really don't. We don't have time for any new things, new um, villains, nothing. Nothing really new. We mm-hmm. have to just wrap up the story that we have now. Mm-hmm. No more variants. Even though I know it's happening. But so. just just don't let them get any smarter than they were in this episode. Like, <laughs> if they want to open a doorknob, if they want to climb a wall, because, I mean, think about it. Even at the Commonwealth, they would have to be at certain points probably in order to climb a wall because the Commonwealth, from what we saw from that that little drone shot, what was it, last episode or two episodes ago, they look like they have the metal sheet walls just like Mm. Alexandria did, and their walls seem pretty tall. So 
Yes, I can understand that a walker might climb some kind of wooden fence, especially if it has like some kind of posts on it. But just like one of those straight metal sheets, I don't see a walker climbing that unless they do something like maybe what Enid did when she was sneaking in and out of Alexandria. But, you know, she was taking the she was taking the um, whatchamacallits and putting them in the holes. I don't see a walker doing that, even a quote unquote smart walker. Right. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. So unless they're doing, I mean, if, if they're just going to do this basic stuff, like, oh, here's a step here. Let me get like, we, we, we obviously know they can probably climb steps. And I say that because Deanna's house, when she, you know, when she did that last stand while everybody else escaped, because she already knew she was going to die from the saw cut. They were in, she was in an upstairs bedroom and the swarm and and the horde came at her. They had to have gotten up the steps somehow. Whether they climbed over each other or whether some of them walked the steps. I told you. Yeah, and they do that. That I do know. Because once they start laying on those stairs, they will end up kind of crawling over each other and end up up the stairs by Mm -hmm. crawling over each other. Mm -hmm. So that we didn't even need the variant for. I mean, they just yeah. literally pile up on each other and go over. And once you're on that flat, that flat floor, right? Stand up and keep going. Keep going. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, um, okay. yeah, no, I don't want to see them pick up a gun. I do not want to see them pick up a gun. I do not need to see them pick up a gun. It doesn't need to happen. It does not need to happen at all. Yeah. So, so. um let's see let's see let's see did we i think we covered everything yeah yeah i think we covered everything because we, we 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 didn't have maggie in this episode so yeah. i really think that she's probably on her way to hilltop if she's not mm-hmm. if she hasn't already left I, I would assume she's already left because since they showed everybody else well mostly everybody else from our core group, you know, the original mm-hmm. group. Yeah. Since She's we saw them top. being captured and questioned, I'm thinking that she's not anywhere in the Commonwealth right now. The same with Gabriel, because we haven't seen Gabriel and we haven't seen Coco. So I'm thinking Coco is with Gabriel. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I don't know. We only have four episodes, five episodes left. I know. Five episodes. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. I think I'm gonna end up I'm gonna end up going back to the beginning and starting all over. Oh, okay. Yes, we do need to talk. The end of the episode. I forgot. This is when the shit really starts to happen. Because the end of the episode, Rosita is in her apartment and she's packing and she hears something in her in her living room. And I guess she thinks it's Gabriel with Coco or she's because or whoever, because she's like, is everybody ready to go? She comes out and there are two guys in her apartment and they immediately begin attacking her. Now, I will say this. Don't come for Rosita if you don't know what you're coming for, because she was in that. Oh, yeah. Yes, she was. And then they got the drop on her kicking, right? Turn punching, kicking. Mm-hmm. She was at it. She was like, "Oh, remember, I was one of y'all, so y'all know I got some skills, right?" But she been a fighter though, so you yes. know, 
They probably don't know that. But yeah, they found out that day. But and for her being small boy, she pack a punch. She does. And you know, like I said, she was holding her own, but again, it's two of them against her and somebody put they either knocked her out or they put something over her head. I think it looked like they put something over her head. And then the episode goes off. So I'm like, oh, here y'all go. Okay, y'all about to start fucking with our people now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> y'all are about to see this ain't what you want. Nope. This ain't what you want. Nope. Because you know, if they're going after Rosita in this episode, they're going to come after Daryl. Who else is there? Carol. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, because pretty much everyone. Every, else I is mean, there. it's, it, it's going to pre, pretty much be everyone. Whoever's unless associated. Some the, unless with... some of the people made it out to go with Maggie to okay. Hilltop. Because mm-hmm. I would assume, well, then again, it's not really much of her people there. Because if you think about it, Lydia was with her at Hilltop, but she went with Aaron. Elijah yes. went with Aaron. So yeah, that was, that would be my question. Who who went with Maggie? Unless they find Diane, unless Diane is in there somewhere. Now we haven't seen Diane since she left Hilltop. Yeah, but she's probably there somewhere. So that would be somebody who would go with Maggie. Um, I don't know. So maybe some of our people got out for that because once Pamela was like, "quote unquote," oh yeah, you guys can go home. Yeah, okay. but Ezekiel is still there. Yeah, but and see, Ezekiel wasn't planning to leave, so they probably, wasn't. even though they question him, maybe they are looking at him like, okay, he might not be as with them as we think because of the fact that he is choosing to stay. But I don't trust Pamela. I can see her oh, just like how she brought them all up to question. She's probably going to do the same thing. Oh, yeah. We, we don't trust that bitch. We don't trust her. Yeah, so I don't, you know what I'm saying? Everyone associated with Eugene Right. Except for Max, because Max is is from the Commonwealth. Yeah, but still, they'll probably, you know, if Pamela is really cricket enough, she'll probably try to say, "Oh yeah, well she fell in with this lot and she's been conspiring against us." Because I mean, let's be honest, all of this propaganda and everything coming out about the Commonwealth did not start till our people got there. Right, and I but I feel like she she has to play her cards right to get rid of Max. Because of her brother. You have to do it a certain way. Yeah. Because you don't want him to go postal. Oh, yeah, no. Does he he because he knows he knows, you know, some secrets to back doors. Yeah, but you know what? I don't you have to do it where she like accidentally, it'll be the type with her, she accidentally like died in her sleep. Mm-hmm. Or she accidentally like was I, allergic to something. Then I touch Max. I'm just saying that's the way they would have to get rid of her. They would have to because do Mercer that, would just be like, he be, you know, she disappeared. Point, where the yeah. hell she gonna go? See, mm. he'd be like, where the hell she went? She disappeared nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Because then have he's to... gonna start asking questions because remember right. he didn't know about what Sebastian and Lance were doing. Right. So that's so, why for mm. her they gotta Pamela would have to play it just right to get rid of Max. Yeah. You know, and I don't think she I don't think she would do that because I think she probably feels like if she gets rid of the competition, if she gets rid of our people, Max won't have anything in any other choice but to 
to fall in line. Fall back into the fold. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Fall back in line. What's mm-hmm. she gonna do? She can't go out there and protect herself either. Cause you all you were doing the same thing everybody else. Does. When this when the walkers came, so okay. Well, no, clearly. she was run- She was clearly running. She was just running from Sebastian, and then she had she to come was. upon the walkers, and she was like, "Oh yeah, you know what? Let me go this way." Because right. in her mind, Sebastian at that moment is the bigger threat. She can run away it from is. the walkers, but right. Sebastian but she, she is just actively, like them. yeah. Sebastian was actively looking for her and was actively coming from her. So at that point, he was the bigger threat. Correct, but she still don't really know how to deal with walkers. She been in the office. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. Something tells me if you think about this episode. Oh, that was the other thing too that I that we forgot to mention. So we talked about Pamela. I mean, uh, Princess and Mercer's conversation. We forgot to talk about Max's conversation with her brother. Because when I tell you, Mercer was getting raked over the cold by all the women in his life in this episode <laughs> because he was trying to get Max to sign that statement. And, you know, uh, let Eugene take the fall for her. And what was it she said to him? She was talking about their dad and and his code of, uh, you know, morals and what he would have done. She said, I think dad would have liked Eugene. I think he would have been really proud of what we what we accomplished or what we tried to accomplish. And I think he would be Mm. really ashamed of you. I was like, ouch, Mercer ouch (laughs) but the other thing is she mentioned about her dad being in the military and of course we see mercer is in the military here something tells me max is not no slouch because you can't have a father in the military and a brother in the military during the zombie apocalypse and they're not going to let you learn how to defend yourself because they aren't necessarily always going to be around you. Mercer's not necessarily always going to be around Max. And he knows that. So we may not see it yet, just like we didn't know Jerry about Jerry's sword skills until now. But Mercer can, I mean, uh, Max can probably hold her own if she's put in a position to 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 where she has to do that. Okay, that would be would a, to, that would be a uh, pleasant surprise for we me. We would have to put a bet on it because I don't think so. <laughs> She's from a military family, I got that, and they were still military when it happened. But she already knew she had protection, and they knew they were going to protect her. I don't think she does. You know what? And I, you know I, what? And that's so. I mean, it's okay. She may know. It's okay, but she she's out of practice, though, honey. She out of practice. Yeah, that she may be. That she may be. Yeah, the practice. But I, I guess I'm kind of like this zombie apocalypse, knowing that there's walkers everywhere and knowing that if people die, they will turn into walkers. I'm not going to put my life in somebody else's hands. I wouldn't either. And they need to have <laughs> self-defense classes. I'm just confused. Just I, in case it comes out when we need everyone, everyone in the community to, to fight. You understand what I'm saying? They need to learn how to fight i mean it may be once you get your recertification every three months on walker survival three (laughs) every three months you got to go with the soldiers and you got to go clear that house with the partner (laughs) they ain't gonna learn shit going with these soldiers they need to go with our people i know but i'm just saying they needed to have something and even the kids need to to a certain point learn right you know 
if we get overtaken, you should be able to go to the armory and get a weapon and be able to protect your community. That is true. But we know that's not happening because so. they are they are gullible and they are soft. Yep. So we yep. know that's not happening. So yep. Mm. So anyway, um, I think we covered it all now because I, yeah. I knew I was like, there's something we're forgetting. And I forgot about Rosita being taken. So <sighs> okay, now I think we've covered everything. So um yeah, you have any final thoughts for episode 19? And Casey did send us a text and she said her signal got really spotty and she dropped off. So yeah. hopefully she'll be somewhere stationary for episode 20 when we can really talk about, you um, know, all this traipsing and she doing for her job. I got to go here. I got to go there. But, you know, you go where the money is. So I'm not mad at her yep. at all. At all. You got any final thoughts for episode 19? No, I don't. All right. We covered it. Okay. Well, in that case, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can find our YouTube channel at Fandom Hybrid Podcast. We are on Discord, and you can find us on all podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.